Hey guys, it's Alyssa and Casey. Welcome to the Girl What Pod. We are best friends, busy moms, active teachers. So join us as we decompress from our lives by diving into the drama of other people's lives. It's, it's the, the Girl, Girl What, what Podcast. Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Girl What Podcast. Hey, hey. How are you doing? Uh, we're almost done with summer school. Whoop, whoop. Uh, You've made it. Yeah. So crazy, because I feel like summer is, I mean, I'm three weeks into summer, and you're like, I'm so almost there. I'm like, yeah. It's been fun, though. Um, uh, Megan uh, from Griffiths, mm-hmm. she's also a real big true crime podcast junkie. Yeah. And so we've been sharing podcasts, and she also likes the same kind of books as I do. Oh, yeah. So you know how it is. Like, I want to be a really avid reader. You'll read anything. I've read four books so far. You've got to get my interest within, like, the first three chapters or I'm out. Yeah, yeah. No, I have a very specific... I mean, I like, like, either psychological mysteries or, like, romance. Hmm. Those I can read fast. Yeah, I mean, everything else, I'm normal reader. But, yeah, I have no, finished four books nor- so far. Your normal read is... I can read, you know, seven chapters a night. Yeah. Well, depends. <laughs> I'm a smooth, like... Like other other night, I was like, man, I just want to get this one. I got through the first chapter. I was like, man, I want to get through chapter two, and I started flipping through, and I was like, oh, that's too many pages. <laughs> like, never mind, just just five pages. <laughs> but I started. Lisa, stop. Um, I started Verity, and it's pretty good right out the gate. Right out the gate, page one, blood everywhere. Yes, Verity. Yeah, Verity was one dare for me. So I was like, okay, well. um, if you like that one, definitely um, not a romance, which I'm like, you know, in my yeah. anti-romance era right now. Yeah, which is so weird because you're in your Barbie pink era. But it's a it's a different it's a different it's different. Thing, you know? If you like Verity, you need to read what uh, Tristana gave me, which was The Housemaid. I think okay, you'd really like that The Housemaid. Keeps popping up because mm-hmm. like I, um, what is it? Megan told me about um this book. I downloaded the sample the silent patient or whatever okay she said that was so good she's like i've already read it once and she's like now that i'm talking about it i'm gonna go back and read it again yeah she was like like fidgeting in her seat talking about how much she (laughs) liked it so i was like okay cool like i really need to read it so you know when you click on one book it gives you like a recommendation and that popped up yes so there's a second one so tristana just finished the second one so i'm gonna borrow her second one Mm -hmm. but it's very similar vibes to verity really yeah, very it's called similar. The Housemaid? Called The Housemaid, and then the second one, I don't know what it's called, but it's the sequel. It's, uh, you know, same it characters. It made me immediately think of, uh, you know, that one show. It's a book. Handmaids. The Handmaid's Tale. See, but that's the not... one thing that I never, you know. You know, I started watching that, and spoiler, but it's like, um, there was this one episode, and since you're not going to read it or watch it, I'll just go to There's this one episode... Where these girls had these rings around their lips, but they were like literally their their lips were like closed, sealed, like, like sealed. Yeah, and I'm not why, but that like that did I, it for you. I watch a lot of scary stuff, like scary movies. I'm really into. Mm-hmm. I like scary books, mm-hmm. but for some reason, that one scene really disturbed me, and I was like, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, uh, I don't like torture stuff. Like, yeah. like Saw to me, I'm like, to I me, was never a fan of the Saw ones. To me, ones, that's but. not scary. That's just straight gore. Yeah. But yeah, there's like, where's the eloquence? I like the eloqu- the eloquence of like a suspense movie or a suspense mm-hmm. book where it's like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. where you're thinking the whole time. I don't like mm-hmm. just people being torn to pieces. That's no. what's, Where's the fun in that? 
No fun. There's no fun in that. No fun. For anybody. Hey, you got about 30 seconds to get this off your head or you're done. Yeah. I'm like, eh. I would spend Boo. I would spend twenty seconds panicking. You know what I mean? I guess I'm done. Yeah, get, they you, got they got. You can't me. tell me to do anything in thirty seconds. I'm out. No, I'm not a fast person. No, I'm thinking about do I really even want to do this? I need thirty seconds set aside. I'm like, is this going to be part of my journey today? Is it worth it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we I think people have enjoyed our summer scandal series so far. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know, our Natalia episode is our number three episode wow which is crazy because we're more of a slow burn podcast right now like people we have our normal i think about 20 people who listen every week Mm -hmm. and then you get um people from social media and stuff but like so normally it's about 20 in an opening week and then it builds you know Mm -hmm. people go back and listen um that one in two weeks now or it hasn't even been two weeks since it came out friday will be two weeks has 64 listens you go you did a very good job with that case i think it was just a little bit of luck too that mm-hmm. that docu series came out at the same time, so there's some buzz about it. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I think somebody told me that they are doing like a follow up to that, where they're oh, really? they're interviewing her. They're like they want her side of the story. Of and course everything. they do. So I think, and she's willing to give it. I think. I mean, the 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 person I was talking to about this said that they're pretty sure it's supposed to be out in July. Oh, that would be fantastic. So, we could do our, like a recap. Yeah. So we we're gonna need to look out for that which yeah if she went on dr phil and she's willing to talk about it like if there's a documentary t- talking oh you know, they want an italia side of it yeah oh i was thinking that you were uh, saying christine the mom side of it because you know oh, she didn't no. she didn't talk on any of it it was all michael no they want an italia side of it you know, like i said she mm-hmm. went on dr phil and was oh, willing i'm to sure talk she's about willing it. to talk about it yeah. well yeah i would almost be like no if you're gonna make a documentary about me i definitely want to put my two cents into it right yeah because she's not actually yeah. directly interviewed mm-hmm. in that Mm-mm. I would really like Christine's side of it as well. I think she's crazy pants, but I would like to hear her side. Do you think she ever will? Like years from now? I mean, do you think she ever will? That's why I was so shocked when you were like, yeah, I think she's willing. I'm like, what? Because uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I don't think she'll ever talk about it. Yeah, I'm just trying to like dissect her personality a little bit because the husband made it seem like she was all very full of herself. Mm-hmm. And you would think somebody like that would want to present themselves or want the opportunity to present themselves in a positive light because mm-hmm. nothing positive was said about this woman. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like she's um, re- rebutted. Is that the right word? She's yeah. come back and, and tried to combat that, that theory at all. Yeah. She's been very silent. Mm-hmm. Now she was just acquitted like in March and they didn't film that until after so that's what i'm saying like does she want to i don't know who knows i'd like to hear about it i'd like to i would too Hmm. well the case that i have for you today is um it's it's very different i don't know i i'm gonna have to just kind of dive into it um i found this case by id channel surfing also Hmm. and um then i found some tiktoks on it you know um, oh, so, the TikToks. <laughs> oh, the TikToks. Oh, the TikToks. Oh, the TikToks. So this is about Andrea Knabel. Okay. Okay. Knabel, Knabel. I, I, forgive I've, me if I mispronounce that. I have yet to hear about this person. Okay. So Andrea Knabel was a 37-year-old mother of two from Louisville, Kentucky, and she went missing on August 13th, 2019. Okay. Here's her story. Um, so this case to me was so puzzling because there's so much information and so many different sides, mm-hmm. um, yet it doesn't feel like anything has been solved. Do you have theories that you're going to share with us? Yes. Okay. There's so many different angles that there's two major things that I think could have happened. Okay. But I don't, 
I don't know that we'll ever know. So here, we'll get into it. And you can tell me what you think. Unsolved. Yeah, it's it's an unsolved. So um, it hasn't been solved since she went missing. It's been about four years. Yeah, she went missing on August 3rd. So it's coming up on the four-year anniversary. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. I wonder if... Uh... I wonder if at four years, a lot of times they'll do like a, like a follow-up type. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Hey, it's been it's on the anniversary. Like, Hey, it's been four years. Hey, it's been five years. And mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. So, um, to start off with Andrea volunteered for an organization called missing in America. Whoa. So this was an organization founded by a woman named Nancy Schaefer. And, um, the members of this organization were Nancy and Andrea, Lacrice, which I did not, um, I don't know these women's last name. They did not say. Okay. Um, her daughter was missing at some point. So that's how she kind of got into it. Suzette and Diane. So there's five, Nancy, Andrea, Andrea, Lacrice, Suzette, and Diane. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Diane, interesting fact for her is a psychic medium. Diane. Mm -hmm. Diane. What is your, what is your stance on psychic mediums? Uh, I don't, I would like to go to, honestly, I would like to just, just, you know, like just randomly one day, like, I'm gonna go. I would take it with a grain of salt. That's my point of view. Like, eh. Because if you go in there one day, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, you know, like, what if I just went one day, didn't tell anybody. Right. Didn't tell a soul. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. Could they tell me? Like, I wonder, like, like, you know, some people I'm sure they're like, you go and you hear generic stuff, but how weird would it be if you walked in one day, you didn't even tell me mm-hmm. and they go in and they tell you very personal things about yourself. I would love to do a deep dive on mediums and like, cause I know they look at like clues. I don't, it would be very interesting. I would love to go myself and just, yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, just kind of like, see who the first like identifiable medium was like, who was like the first one to be public. Did you ever watch Long Island Medium? I didn't. Girl? I know what you're talking about, but uh, I don't know. She's got the hair to heaven. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? And the accent. I can't do a Long Island accent. I only have this accent. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> we should do an episode on mediums and kind of people's input on. A deep dive. A deep dive. Anyway, so one of the members is a medium. Um, they all got together and kind of started. You know, Nancy started, but they started when a common friend between them went missing. So then they started missing in America. Um, it did become like a national okay, pause. organization. You said all of those friends got together due to a mutual friend? Yeah, it was like a, a, okay. a friend went missing. So they, now I don't know if it was, it just said a friend went missing and that's how they got started. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like some of those ladies just helped out on the search. Like, okay. But a friend went missing. These five ladies got together and it became like a national organization. Okay, cool. Um, they got multiple calls per day asking for these women to help because they said they were so successful. They have a 96% rate on their cases okay, on so finding people. Do any of these women have like law backgrounds or mm-hmm. they're just. Mm-mm. No, they just got together and started the organization and they said they had such a success because police mm-hmm. are so focused on so many cases and they're All like, right. we focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think women are pretty good at finding things out when they want to, you know? So. I want to tell you something. Did you ever watch that movie? Don't F with cats. Yes. Most okay. disturbing. One of the most disturbing. Okay. Documentaries if I, I ever, ever go watched. missing, call body moving. Yeah. You remember? Like, <laughs> yeah. they just, it's crazy how, like, yeah. you know, that, that's just it. Like, technology is out there for everybody. Like, if mm-hmm. you if you put it in the, in the hands of the right people, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's some good stuff that can be done with it. But yeah. it was crazy how this group of people got together yes. and found that dude. Yeah. It is crazy because, yeah, they were putting together, like, this light switch in this picture is only in these countries. Uh And, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like these ladies. Like, they just get together and they focus and then they organize social media and they Mm -hmm. do stuff. And they said they have a 96% rate, which is. They need to ask Body Moving to be on the team. They need to join forces. (laughs) 
Um, an interesting fact that they did say, because this is from a documentary, um, was that 600,000 people go missing every day in the United States. 600,000? Every day in the United States. That's sad. I just hate it because, like, a, you know, you think about it, like, a lot of that, like, kidnapping, like, mm-hmm. sex trafficking. Yep. Um, there was a, I don't know if you heard recently about the incident that happened here in town at Brahms. No. Oh, yeah, there was an incident how um, there was a mom sitting in the front seat of the car, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, the back car door flung open. This guy opened the car. And her kids were in the back? Mm-hmm. There was just an incident at the Greenville Walmart with just a woman. It had, like, a, a thick piece of paper in her front window, mm-hmm. and she noticed it. So while she was loading her groceries, she, like, kept her back to her car so she could see out. Mm-hmm. And she said that there was a guy making eye contact with her and did not break it and, like, never tried to be friendly, just, like, was staring at her. Mm-hmm. So she got in the passenger side and went around, and when she did that, he sped off. Mm-hmm. And she said her husband removed that thick piece of paper that was shoved in her window, and he said his arms, like, went numb afterwards. Oh, yeah. It had something fentanyl? on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was at the Greenville Walmart mm-hmm. where it's... we're heading after this, so. I'm not touching anything. Not touching anything, no. 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 Oh, me and the boys just had a conversation today because they were playing at the park, and I'm. it was a very small park, so I'm sitting, like, in the parking lot reading. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, literally, it's like sitting on a bench. It was right there. Mm-hmm. And because um, it was so humid today, it was, yeah. like, hard to... And um, so when they got back in, a, a big white van had passed by while they were playing, mm-hmm. and it just made me remember, and I was like, hey, like... They're, I'm very honest and like blunt with them about things. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, people try to kidnap kids in those kind of vans because I don't have windows you couldn't see out. Mm-hmm. Like, stay away from big white working vans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jackson being Jackson was like, well, what if it's black? And I was like, stay away from it. And he was like, what if it doesn't look like a working van? Stay away from it. Like, Any vehicle that's unidentified. Like, oh, my God. I was like, do you get the point? Like, people will try to kidnap you. And they're like, yeah. I mean, you have to be really honest with kids yeah. nowadays. Like, Ada was running around Walmart. And I, like, ditched the buggy. And I ran after her. Mm-hmm. And I pulled her aside. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know. Like, if you were out of my side of vision, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if, if I can't see you, um, you know. Someone some, could take you and be gone someone, so fast. Someone might decide that they want you to come with them. Mm-hmm. And I said, and if they do, I would never see you again. Mm-hmm. And then that's about as deep as I got with it. Yeah, I was like, hey, I'm not, I'll never see you again. And yep. she was like, really? I'm like, yeah. It, you wouldn't see daddy again? You wouldn't see any of your friends or family? Like, you would be gone. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she always, like, she keeps her hand in the buggy and she'll look back at me and be like, can I hold the buggy here? I'm like, yes, you can hold it there. You know, mm-hmm. just don't take they your take hand off out of buggy. buggies. Like, people are just brazen these days and I don't... Mm-hmm. I even told Noah because he was like, well, I'll just, you know, I'll kick. And I said, a lot of the times they'll cover your mouth with a drug that will make you not be able to scream and kick mm-hmm. and fight. And he's mm-hmm. like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Noah, people mm-hmm. will suck. I had to take it to Walmart the other day, and I, I told Logan about that incident. And so um, he's like, you know, until, until you want to get it concealed or something, you know, pepper spray mm-hmm. and then a lot of these girls have these like alarms ring pull that are super mm-hmm. loud and stuff but yep. unless it's in like a like I just have to go um I, I don't think I'm gonna take it to Walmart anymore yeah because I just want to be responsible for myself mm-hmm. you know what I mean because yeah I'm really bad because I can't drive so a lot of times I'll park at the very back so it's like I need to start parking you need to the start front, parking you know close. what I mean yeah we need to have like practice rounds I will look real dumb, but we can be in the back of the parking lot. I'm like, okay, I'm coming up to you. What are you going to do? Because, you know, you were saying like 30 seconds to panic. Like, what are you honestly going to do if someone comes up and they're trying to take you? You Mm -hmm. tiny little thing over there. You're going to, you need to practice. No one's moving me. I think we need to do like a self-defense class. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't be a bad idea. I would like to practice like, what would I do in my car? Have you seen those things where it's like, they look like a cat or like something like that? It's like you put it between your knuckles and you're like, just, just jab. Yeah. 
Yeah. I want one of those, too. I want a jabber. A jabber. Yeah. Anyway, lots of people go missing. We need to have, <laughs> need to have some girl what jabbers. No. Now available on the merch store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Defend yourselves, women. Be aware. Mm-hmm. Anyway, be aware. Anyway, okay, so... Um, she's a part of this Missing in America organization, um, so let's kind of get into her background. She um, has an incredibly chaotic family dynamic. Okay? Mm, so tell. I said she does have two kids. They're from two different guys, so they were both with each of their own dads the night that she went missing. Okay. Um, her dad's name is Mike. Hey. Her mom's name is Cheryl, which Cheryl is not in the documentary at all. Mm-hmm. Never interviewed. They don't even really talk about mom a lot, so I don't know. But Papa Mike is. But Mike is everywhere. Oh. Um, she has two sisters, Aaron and Sarah, and then Sarah's fiance, Ethan. Okay. Why'd you look at me like that when you said Ethan? We'll get there. All okay. Telling. Very telling. <laughs> the side eyes. Andrea and Sarah and Ethan all were staying at their at mom's house, Cheryl's house, in August of 2019. Andrea um, had been kicked out of her apartment because she was laid off from her job with Humana. She worked for like an insurance mm-hmm. agency. She wrecked her car. She couldn't pay her bills. She got evicted. Mm. So she was living there. And then Sarah and Ethan were living there because they were renovating her house. Okay. So all three of them were living there. Cheryl's not there. Like okay. I said, she's not in the documentary, and I'm not sure why she wasn't there. So at this point, Andrea's kind of had a rough go. She's in a downward spiral, it says, right before she goes missing. Oh. All that stuff's happening. Okay. okay. Um, she also has a very, very rocky relationship with her sister, Sarah. See, none of this sounds like a fabulous time. No. I'm yeah. straight up I'm straight up not having a good time. She was straight up not having a good time. Oh. So, um therapy. <laughs> yeah, I think she could have benefited from some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, yeah, she was in a downward spiral or spiral. So they're interviewing her sister Erin. She had a, she had a decent relationship with Erin, who's like the oldest sister. And that's the girl that was not living with them, correct? Right. Okay. But cool. she lives a walking distance away. Okay, cool. So she lives like down the road. Um, she is married with like two young kids at that point. Okay. Um, she said that on the night of August 12th, so the night before that she went missing, um, Andrea walked to her house at like eleven and was just very upset, like crying. Like, like I said, she was like in a downward spiral. So they like said she was just very night. erratic. Yeah, it was okay. really late at night. She's crying. She, um, Aaron said that she had a friend over and they were drinking a glass of wine and Andrea shows up just like crazy uh, upset. Okay. So she said she sat and talked with her for a little while, but she was like, Hey, I have a friend over. My kids are sleeping. Like you're being kind of crazy. Like you need to go back to mom's house or whatever. Mm. So she sends her. Oh, can you imagine being that sister that kind of sent your other one away? And then she goes missing. We'll talk to. We'll talk about that. So, uh, so she sends her away, and then Aaron comes back about one twenty in the morning. Oh, so she's. She, oh, she, wait, Aaron comes back. No, Aaron sends her away, and Andrea comes back at one twenty. She's like, Nah, I'm back. She's Guess like, Who's back? No, and then she's like begging. She's like, Please, can I stay here? I don't want to be over there. Like, please, can I stay here? And Aaron, and Aaron was like, No. Really. And then she does talk about how she regrets. She was like, If I had just said yes that night, would she still be here? I don't know. I, I mean, to each their own. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious as to why, like... Why you would be insistent that, like, why wouldn't you just let her... That was my thoughts watching it. Like, why would you not just let her sleep on the couch? If she's coming back and she's begging type of thing, yeah. like... She said she was just real, like, really upset and her kids were sleeping and she was like, no, like, 
You need to walk back that to mom's house. That makes me wonder if, like, she's done this before, and it's kind of like, Andrea, come on, dude. Like, you just need to go home and go to bed. You know what I mean? Like, not even, like, a mean way, but, like, it's like, okay, here we go again. We did this last weekend, the weekend before, you I know. I think they were kind of trying to um, push a little bit of tough love. And we'll get to kind of why and I, some I, other I theories later on because I, I have some that. more theories about it. I mean, you're, you're the, you have other siblings, too. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes that just happens. You yeah. know, siblings, you're like, dude, you know, hey. No, I said no. You know, you got to you gotta figure this out on your own. Like, I'm here for you. But some of this stuff, it's like you're going to have to yes. dig deep and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But Aaron does express a lot of regret. I, well, I bet. Yeah. About that. Um, so she left Aaron's at, like, 1.30. So it doesn't sound like she stayed long. Like, Aaron was like, no, you need to go. Okay. And then, um, according to her Google locations on her laptop. So she went missing, and they didn't find her phone. But... Because of Missing America, she was required to sync her phone, like her Google phone location, to her laptop. Hmm. If that makes sense. I don't, I don't know. know why. That's what it said. Um, so according to her laptop, that she got back to the house about 1.54. So it took about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to walk back. Now, Sarah and Ethan, who are staying there, were interviewed twice right after. And their first time, they said that they were asleep and they never heard her banging on the door. The second time they said they did hear her, but they were afraid of her and they didn't want to let her in. Two very different stories. Two very different stories. Now, um, suspish. <laughs> well, did you hear it or not? Like, uh-huh. that's what um, Daddy Mike was saying a lot. Um, her phone goes blank at about three thirty that night. When you say blank, I get dad. Yeah, like no more locations. It's off. You know, whatever. Okay. Goes. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Aaron fi- files the missing repers- the missing person report like the next day. No one's seen her. No one's talked to her. And missing in America immediately like goes in action. That's her friends, right? right? Like, oh yeah, well, of yeah. course. Um, Nancy now like the one who had started it had been living with her sister in Pennsylvania. Um, and so when she gets that call that day, she like immediately comes back. They all start searching. Whatever they mm-hmm. start putting up flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Sarah and Ethan are questioned twice by the police. I told you they gave two different stories. Um, but within two weeks of her going missing, they move about an hour and a half away to Lexington. Okay, that is very suspicious. If one of my siblings went missing, I'm not leaving. No, I'm within not. Two- so um, I'm, there's no way. Like, like, okay, just just wild thing. Like, if mm-hmm. if Logan got a job and like he had to go to work, cool. I'm staying here. Yeah. And whenever yeah. you're not working, mm-hmm. I expect you to come back and help me find my sibling. I. I Especially within the first two weeks, I imagine it's a Those are critical twenty four hours a day. I'm just thinking, like, if Joshua's missing, twenty four hours of my day are being devoted to finding him. Uh, yeah, that's your sibling. Within two weeks, they move. Um, Lacrice, one of the missing in America uh, ladies, she's my favorite. She was kind of funny. She was like, "I don't know if people have different family dynamics." She goes, "That's freaking weird." Well, she goes, yeah. "They never came to one single search, not one. Mm-mm. They never put up a flyer." She was like, "They literally never helped." Even if you're not close, I feel like you'd be distressed in some manner. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like. I've watched enough um, documentaries to know like that just doesn't look good. Yeah, guilty or not, like that does not look good. Uh uh-uh. uh There's yeah. more to come on that. They've got to know like, hey, we're about to move. So they're, they've got to be looking at us. You're yeah. not, you can't be that dumb. Even if you were not planning, like, okay, so say they weren't planning on living full-time in mom's house because they were just renovating her house for her, right? Uh That's what it said. Even if you finish the renovations within those couple of weeks after she's missing, I'd be like, we're staying. Yeah. We're staying. 
Weird. That very is weird. very weird. So that's the first so did they, weird thing. Okay, so I wonder if they, so they were, you said they were renovating, so they knew they would eventually have to leave right. the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The math ain't mathing on that one. Definitely not. Um, let's see. So Mike is, inter- like I said, Mike, the dad, is interviewed a lot in this process. Now, it sounds like him and the mom were not together. Mm-hmm. They really don't go into a lot of details on that, but he says something about what goes, what went on in that house, at mom's house. So there, he was not living there. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he, um, he said that he and Ethan have never seen eye to eye and, quote, like, he's not my favorite person. He was like, <laughs> he was like, before all of this. I've never met a Mike that's not blunt. <laughs> Yeah, me either. I've never, yeah. I've never met a Mike that just doesn't say what's on their mind. You know what I'm he was like, he's not my favorite person. Um, he, as well as lots of other witnesses, were like, yeah, Ethan had a horrible temper. Like, um, he said that he had suspicions before this of him like beating Sarah. Like, uh-uh. but he said he felt like he lost two daughters in this because he hasn't spoken to Sarah since. Like, That's they moved so, in. They haven't. So strange. Yeah. I wonder if Daddy Mike went like kind of chewed. Because I'm thinking, like, if one of my sisters went missing and I wasn't helping, my dad would chew me out. Yeah. Like, how dare... Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care that I'm almost 30. My dad would rip me up. Mm-hmm. Like, you no. know, like, this is your family. You're going to help. Yeah. So, uh, there was a search warrant for the house afterwards, like, within the first, like, week. And it, they said that they found no signs of struggle or blood or anything like that. Um, and we'll come back to that later. <laughs> So, let's see. Social media pages were started by Missing in America to try to help find Andrea, and they're still there to this day because I kind of went and looked. I didn't want to join any. I didn't really want to join any, but I was just kind of curious. So, there's lots of pages. Um, But within the first couple months, like, lots of aggressive messages started coming to the family, like, directly attacking them. Um, And so, they shut them down. It's going to fall. Anyway, so... um, so, because that's how Missing in America did a lot of their work was, like, through their social media pages, but they were getting such aggressive Sorry. <laughs> oh, Debbie. Um, messages that, that Nancy shut them all down. And then within four months... Oh, hold on. I'm getting ahead of myself. What? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So, lots of aggressive messages, and then a car with darkened windows starts to stalk the family. So, she goes missing, and then this gold car starts to stop them and Mike calls it into the police and they realize that that's a stolen car and they hmm. never found the car or the person driving it. Hmm. Just a weird tidbit there. Did you say it was a black van? No, it wasn't. It was a gold. Like oh, a little gold I don't car. know why the black van. I guess because Jackson. That would have like, been Jackson. really funny. <laughs> like, see, the black one's doing it. The black van's doing it too. Um, okay, so then they, they investigate both of her baby daddies. They both had alibis. They both had the kids. Like, mm-hmm. nothing checked out there. Um, They looked at her phone records from the night, and she had called several people that night while she was walking, like, in that time period, and no one answered. Because they were just, you know, they're trying to figure out, did someone, like, pick her up? And um, My big concern here is I hope that the police didn't chalk it off. And you may cover this, but, like, my immediate thoughts are, like, because she was drinking, because she was in a downward spiral, like, it wouldn't surprise me if you know, without any major leads, a, like, police would kind of write it off as, like, well, she wandered off, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But even it wandered off, like, you shut your phone off. I mean, it, I mean, she's, that's always a possibility. Like, you know, she, she wandered just, off and got hurt. Like, maybe, maybe yeah. not, like, malicious, but it's, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or, like, did you know, like, hey, my life's not going well, wandered off. As uh-huh. a mom, I don't think I could do that and leave my two kids behind. Mm-hmm. But, like, was her life so bad that she just, like. Mm-hmm. Anyway. 
Um, let's see. Um, so she called several people while she's walking back. She also texted Suzette, one of the, one of the members of um, Missing in America. They were really close. Like the other members said they were always like when they went to a case, they stayed in the same hotel room. Like they were really close. Said that she texted her at 212. So that was after she already got back to the house, mm-hmm. but that it was unopened. Like when the police went to see what time it was open, it was like unopened until the next day. So like Suzette didn't see it. Oh, okay. Okay. But... Um, there can you is... see red receipts like that on your phone? Like what time it's opened? I can see what time someone else opens it. I don't. I didn't know that police could go back and see what time it's opened. So you could look on your phone right now. I don't think I have my red receipts on. I don't you don't know. have your red receipts on. I don't. Need, I don't know, dude. I don't. Yeah. You know, I don't know how to work my phone. But yeah. like, if if I were to turn them on, and you were to read my message, I would know what time you read it. Yeah. So look, I I know I have red receipts. Or Zach has his red receipts on. So okay. I can see that he read that at 4.06. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I can go back and look. No, I guess I can't. I can only look at the most recent one, though, like what time oh, okay. it was read. Well, that, that's got to be on the police side, you would think. I'm sure of... I'm sure they can see what time yeah. it's opened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I learned something about the iPhones today. Yes. Yeah. So she texted her. Watch that be old technology, a... is it? Is that old news? Is this they're old like, news? They're like, okay, those girls are all oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm here for the razzle-dazzle. Alyssa does all the technology. <laughs> yes, you are our um, media department. I just do the technology side of the media. Mm. Like I said, I'm here for the razzle-dazzle. Teamwork makes the dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they get footage. I don't know what kind of footage that is. Like, you know when you can see, like, cars driving across the freeway and they, like, use that, you know? Like, like uh, traffic footage? Yeah, like traffic footage of Suzette's car going across the bridge from Louisville to Indiana, mm-hmm. right? So they live in Louisville. Indiana's over there. And then coming back across three minutes later at 3.30. Okay. So she texts her at 2.12. They can see her car going across the bridge and then coming back three minutes later. So Missing in America immediately gets really suspicious of Suzette, their own member, that she's not telling them something because they think that she, like, took her, dropped her off somewhere and came back. Hmm. like was like helping her you know what I mean but like yeah she insists that she was like I didn't do it but she well, has she, got, she gets like a toll towel a toll bridge she gets like a what's that called a bill yeah. a toll tag for that bill for that drive. Yes. it's like an eight dollar thing so what was her alibi for that she's you know in the documentary it was really aggravating because she was like I don't know like I haven't I can't tell you why but it wasn't me she was like I can't tell you why my car is there but it wasn't me like it wasn't me she was like I got it a bill for it I paid it yeah <laughs> Yeah, and but, she's just very, she's very, like, she doesn't seem to, she's just like, it wasn't me, she doesn't seem concerned with defending herself uh, super, like, just kind of, like, so. Almost like she's trying to block out emotion, like, trying to, like, keep herself calm, you It know was I mean? very suspicious, even from me looking at it, you know? So, was Suzette, okay, again, tell me what was the name of the girl that she always roomed with? Suzette, it's that girl. I wonder, was there any information about them possibly having, like, a falling out at some point? Not, mm-mm. Hmm. Hmm. So it almost seems like, like you said Suzette is covering up for something like, like, was she trying to leave? Like, was she trying to like scoot on out of her life? And she's like, Suzette, I need your help. But like, yeah, you can't tell any. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, hmm. so suspicious, very suspicious. It's so suspicious that it breaks up missing in America and they disband and they're no longer it's a, not thing. a thing anymore. Hold on. At this point in time. Okay, so right after the disappearance, they break up. And they're like, that's weird. 
Nancy decides to go back to Pennsylvania after four months. She's like, never mind. Like, this is just, they weren't getting anywhere and they were becoming suspicious of Suzette. Like, the whole dynamic was breaking down, it yeah, sounds like. It just, they just fell apart. You know what? That's kind of sad, though. It's like they're, they're so good at their jobs and then, like, their friend. It's almost like, hey, man, this is mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl here. Like, this is one of ours. Mm-hmm. And it says that and Nan- we can't keep it together to find her. Yeah. You they're know? like turning on each other. And like, I know emotions are high and Nancy, her guts. <laughs> guts. yeah, Nancy said that she always thought she was super sy- sympathetic to families. Like she was like, you know, I always thought I was very patient. She goes, and then once Andrea went missing, she was like, I was not sympathetic enough. Like I was not patient enough. Like you just don't understand until you're there until mm-hmm. it's like someone so close, like family. Yeah. Cause her that. and Andrea lived together up until, right before Andrea lost the apartment, like, and I'll kind of get to that later. There's like certain things I can't get um, into just yet. So exactly. hold on. So they were, Nancy and her were pretty close. They lived together for a while. Let's see. Andrea's dad. So after four months, they're gone. They're not really helping anymore. The police aren't really doing much. Like they have no leads. There's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. You know, that one stolen car that was stalking them, but there's no driver. That car's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mike said that he got like anonymous tips constantly, like upwards of 50 to a hundred a week where someone's like, I, I swear I saw her here, you know, from the flyers and stuff. I saw her here. She's coming into this convenience store. And he said he would check out every single tip uh, and you know, he's still working. So it's like the middle of the night in like dangerous places, lots of homeless camps, like, mm. but it said that he was checking every single tip and probably still is. Cause well, he was checking a lot of these tips or is the. Are the police still highly involved in this or? No, I couldn't really tell that police were involved hardly at all. Like, you know, or they're like, hey, I'm this sure is they like did, a- but like they had no leads. Like, right. I mean, it's like a going, like, technically like it's a cold case at some mm-hmm. point, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure how long they wait until it's a cold case, but yeah, they were not, they were not super helpful. Hmm. Um, so it says about 17 months into this, they're no closer than the first day. Like they have nothing. 17 months. Mm. Um, Can you imagine 17 months without one of your siblings? No. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. And the dad, again, he's like, he has Aaron, but, like, Sarah's gone. Andrew's gone. Like, two of his kids are basically gone for mm-hmm. just going on two years. That's wild. That they, I still can't get over the fact they left. Yeah. There was zero proof. Yeah. That's one of those things that just the whole time I'm like. You're watching it, and then all of a sudden it pops back in your head. They left. They After left. two weeks, they, they left. stinking moved. It's not even like, hey, two years later or like two months later where you're just kind of like, hey, I've got to go back to work full time. Like, I, we, we no, really yeah. tried. They it's didn't even, like, they did not even ever once try to find her. Not once. Hmm. Um, so it says after 17 months, there's zero proof that she's alive. There's zero proof that she's dead. Like there's just nothing either way. Vanished. Just vanished. Have we talked about aliens yet? (laughs) That's one thing they didn't get to. Ah. (laughs) Okay. So after about 17 months, this is the time that Nancy decides to come back to Louisville. She's like, okay, I'm ready to come back. Like I'm, I want to continue the search. Okay. And now she's bringing her boyfriend, Joseph Fanchuli who is a retired homicide detective. Boom. Okay. Power couple. So I think they met like just kind of talking about it, you know, cause she's in missing America. So she's, and then she talks to him about it a lot. And then, so they start dating and he's like, I want to come help you look for her. Awesome. Okay. Do they get the band back together? So they come back and before they come, they're trying to talk to Tracy Leonard. So here's an important piece. 
Tracy Leonard is a PI, personal investigator. I would love to be a PI, dude. Yes. So he's friends with all these women because they worked on so many cases for mm-hmm. Missing in America together. So he was a good friend of Andrea's. So he's not technically hired by the family, but he said he spent, he told them he spent about $60,000 on his own looking for her over the past 17 months. Wow. Like police is not involved, but he is. That's what he says. Okay. So Joe is like, perfect. Like when I get to town, I'd like to sit and talk with you. Like I'm about to take over kind of like really searching for her. Why do I? So they get there and Tracy does not answer any phone calls, texts, emails, nothing for weeks, like weeks. They get there and they're like, Okay, like you said, you're going to sit down and kind of go over this with us, and you've not said a single word. $60,000. Yeah, right. On what? $60,000 on what? Well, the the funny thing is they ask the same question, but mysteriously, when Joe and Nancy get to town, um, he... So, Tracy has a twin brother named Ted. They're both PIs. They have an office together. Tracy and Ted. Tracy and Ted. Tracy mm-hmm. and Ted. Yeah. The PIs. That's yeah. my thing. That's my jingle for That's kind of when you, when you watch them, that's kind of the vibe I get from them, too. Yeah. Like, just very, like, very, you know, like those, you've been caught in a car accident. Call yes. 1-800. Yes. You missing someone called Ted and Tracy. <laughs> so they get there, right? Weeks go by, they haven't heard from them. And then they're like, come on, dude. Like, we need your information. You say you've been working on this for 17 months. Like, you've got to have tons of information, right? Their office burns down. Oh, of course it does, Alyssa. Their office burns down. Of course it does. (laughs) And it burns his two binders full of information. Of course it does. And you know, he's just old school. He just doesn't have anything digital. No, you know, of course not. Of course not. My Trace, exactly. Tracy's not with the times. Yeah, so he has two binders full of information that's gone. <laughs> I'd like to know. Can you can you recall one small thing that was in their binder? A receipt, please. <laughs> right, like for the gas yeah. that you used to. And still doesn't really talk to them once he gets there. He just hey hey guys um hey uh, this is Tracy here. I actually know um I don't really know how to work the Googs, so I just hand wrote yeah. everything. It's in my binder. I gave gone. it to you, but uh the darndest thing happened. <sighs> A whole daggum building burned down. <laughs> I know, I know. So his excuse to producers and producers of the documentary are like, why did, why haven't you talked to them or whatever? Is like, oh, I just don't get good feelings from them. I don't think that he wants to actually, I don't think he has good intentions. But then he, <sighs> it's, it blows my mind. But I'm anyway, they don't really irritated with old Tracy here. <laughs> yeah. So then anyway, Joe's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have to kind of start from what I know I and just kind of go could have subpoenaed him or something. Well, I mean, I guess they couldn't because what are they going to give you? Because these got it on record. They burned down on what? Yeah. I mean, what are you going to, what are you going to do? He's going to go, oh, it's all in the binders. Well, Tracy, I hope you learned something. I hope that you learned how to run a Google doc. I don't know that it was necessarily on purpose. I mean, I don't know that it was necessarily an accident. Why is he ghosting them and not wanting them to get involved in the investigation? He was friends with them before. Friends with who again? Before? The missing in America lady. So he was friends with Andrea, the girl that went missing. So I just don't understand why he'd want to like screw him over then. Okay, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what he said was that they were involved. Missing in America was put on kind of a dangerous missing person case. It was like drug related. Okay. Okay. So this girl is found in her car. She's deceased and her mm. friend is missing who is a major drug dealer. Okay. Um, apparently it was like cartel maybe involved. Yeah. And so missing in America was like, no, we're out of this case. Like that's above our pay grade. We're out. Right? Oh, well, I wouldn't want to get involved in the cartel either. So Tracy tells Nancy that no, while you have pulled out, Andrea was still working on it, that she was going undercover on that case. 
And that's kind of all that was said about that. Okay, so I still don't understand, like... So I'm like, did he... Did Tracy continue to push her to be on that case? And he's, like, worried that it has to do with that. And, like, he's covering for it. Like, I don't know. Okay, so pre-K pause. Okay, so he said that the... Okay, so just to recap. Mm -hmm. Missing in America, got involved with the case. The drug cartel was probably involved, so Mm -hmm. they said we can't. They said, nope, above our heads. We're out. Andrea secretly did stuff anyway. So without their knowledge... Tracy, the PI, and her were still kind of looking into it, I guess. Okay, so that still doesn't make sense as to why Tracy still wouldn't want to find her. I mean, if they're that they work closely together. Unless he feels like it was his fault or like you know he sold her out to the cartel. I mean, yeah. I don't You know? I mean like what if what if he did? Like Again, things we may never know. Speculations. Speculation. I'm telling I'm telling you. Okay, so Joe is like, okay, (laughs) Tracy's useless. I'm just gonna have to kinda Get in there and get started wherever I can. So he sits down to interview Suzette, the one whose car went across the bridge. She can't account for it, whatever. And There's a lot of people there, <laughs> sketchy as all get out. We're not even. It's like I've got you got finger guns up to all your friends. Yes, but like zero like concrete evidence thus far, right? What makes you wonder? Just like, like, like if Andrea could sit back and watch all this and be like, "Wow, y'all are really my friend." You know what I mean? It's like, like she's playing. It's like she could play the hot and cold game. Like, oh, you're getting warmer. Oh, you because there's so many different ways you could go with this. So he sits down to interview Suzette. She's never been interviewed by police, even though her bridge was her her bridge was going across the car. <laughs> her bridge. She was burning bridges. Her car. So then Joe is like, "Can you please find me the bill?" She's like, "Well, I paid it and got rid of it." And he's like, "I need you to call and get the bill because you that, that stuff's got to be on. Can you go online and look at all your receipts? The receipts, baby, the receipts." So it comes back that the camera had said a.m. It's really three thirty p.m. So it's not even the time that she went missing. Oh, so that's why Suzette was like, I don't know. She's like, I don't know. Okay, you're cleared. So she's cleared. So you're she's cleared. cleared and Missing in America kind of begins to like talk again. Okay. And, then, and Nancy was like, I'm really sorry. She's like, I just, you know, you just never know. And I just felt like you were hiding. Can you be like, my bad. It was yeah. one of those things in the documentary where like she's talking. And she's like, I'm really sorry. And Suzette's just like, yeah, I'm sorry. Too. Like, it's just such a like a. Yeah. You know, I would feel Alyssa. It was something so simple. If it's I'm like, PM, you, I'm like, you did it. And you're like, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I got the, I got the receipts. And you're like, your receipts wrong. You know, <laughs> but why didn't she just come out and say, Hey, I did cross the bridge the next day in the afternoon. But she, it was like, she didn't, I don't know. Maybe does she go that way so often? It's like, what did I go? And right. Then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But anyway, that clears that up. Um, maybe she needs some brain fog medicine. So then I take that. She's very different too. She's got like, well, I have bright colored hair, but she's got like green tip hair with like just lots of different colors and Billie like Eilish. just real weird outfit. I don't know. She just seems real different anyway. What's her name? Suzette. Uh, that's not how I picture it as Suzette. She's kind of heavy set. I picture a classy Suzette. Oh no, 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 no. Like, Sh- like tradition, like Suzette. I'll have to show you a picture. Sweet, like sweet Suzette. No, no ma'am. Not even no. a little bit. Very heavy set, eccentric lady. I like, picture Nancy as a larger like blonde this. woman. I picture Suzette is like a small brunette proper. Okay. Wrong. Uh, give me another name. Uh, Lacrice. Lacrice. I picture her with some cool braids. I don't know. She had a head wrap on the whole time. Okay. That's accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what's another name? And Diane the medium. Diane. I oh, See, I immediately think of the, the, the beehive. Yeah, Diane's kind of a heavier set 
older lady with brunette hair. Hmm. Well, wrong in all those accounts. <laughs> okay, so next, so Joe's like, okay, clear there. So Joe then begins to look into Tracy's evidence that her phone wasn't shut off until 6.30 because Tracy's like, no, her phone was sh- on until 6.30. Like, I saw it on the laptop, whatever, because everybody else was saying it shut off at, like, 3.30 or whatever. Tracy can't come up with that evidence either. He's, like, shown on the documentary. He's like, I had it here. He's like, oh, oh it's not sure right here. It's not right here. It's not right here. Never finds the evidence that it was on until 6.30. And he's like, okay, your timeline's all off then, like, and you have zero evidence to back yourself up. Okay, so then he starts going to the neighbors. He's like, hi, and he starts knocking on the doors, and he's like, hey, I'm investigating this case. I know you've, you know, you've probably talked to police before, but we have nothing. Like, you know, I just want to to get everybody's account. So one neighbor says that that house, like, there was fighting all summer long, like, loud fighting, like, inside your house, you could hear inside their house fighting, like, loud. Another neighbor says that it was very odd because they were doing construction on the house, but the night that she went missing, the construction noise started in the middle of the night. Like, loud banging. Isn't that... To me, I'm like, that's the most suspicious thing. In the middle of the night, all of a sudden, the construction noises start, and she goes missing in the middle of the night. I think I got a little confused at one point. So, they were renovating the mom's house. Where they were all staying. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought that the the sister and the brother-in-law were staying with mom because their house was being renovated. No, they're renovating her house. Oh, okay. Okay. And the renovation noises start in the middle of the night that night. Check the walls. Loud banging. Check the walls. Check the floors. Yeah. Yeah. Get a a lot. What's one of those, those cop lots? The... The black lot, UV lot. Right, yeah. They said they did that and didn't find any traces of blood. Okay, so hold on. So so then he interviews Diane, the psychic medium. And he's like... Come on, Diane, give us something. Because he's like, you know, no one has really talked to Sarah and Ethan. They had those two interviews with the police, and then they jetted. Nobody else talked to him. And she's like, well, I talked to him. I went over there the next day. You know, okay. I went over to her house. It's our friend Andrea. I went over there. She's like, I'm walking up the stairs. She's like with Ethan. And she's like, and all of a sudden the back of my head hurts so bad. Like someone hit me in the back of the head. Okay. And she said when she went into Andrea's room, it was like crazy a mess. She was like, which, you know, Andrea's messy. She's like, but there's a big hole in the wall. She's like, my head hurts. Like somebody hit me in the back of the head. And she said that, um, let's see. Interesting. You know, and and when the the police went and checked out the house, there was that wasn't there. So between the time of her coming the next day after she's missing, and the police coming with their warrant, that room has been the holes filled and it's been painted. Hmm. So you're telling me that your sister's missing and you're painting her room? Oh no, it's one of those things like don't touch anything just in case. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like holes been filled, it's been painted. And then they left town. But somehow. (laughs) Okay. Um, She said when she was walking up the stairs, she also was talking to Ethan. And he was super irritated because there were so many people just like in the house. And she's like, well, your sister-in-law is missing. And he was just like. And you're mad that people are in your house? Yeah. That's not even your house. Go away. And he also told her that they had had the locks changed the week before to keep Andrea out. Because she's so like erratic. I'm a little concerned in the fact that, like, it sounds like she was literally spiraling off the handle, and I, and I, maybe they have, and you just, they just didn't mention it or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like, I mean, were they doing anything to try to get her some help? It did, I mean, like, it sounds like she was truly spiraling. And we're not even to the worst part of that the spiral yet, but it does sound like her family was just being super tough love, and, like, I get it, she's, like, an almost 40-year-old woman, you're like, you need to get your life together, but, like, it's not working, 
it happens. And look what result, you it know. It happens sometimes. People, I mean, I don't feel like, you know, mm-hmm. you can live your whole life successful and then some major event happened, 40, 50, 60, yeah. and you spiral. Yeah. You we're we're I mean? all human. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's kind of the whole interview with Diane. It was short, but it was like very key pieces that were like the whole that they obviously filled and painted. She's a medium now, whether you believe that or not. She felt like she had, like, weird stuff going on with her head. Mm -hmm. And Ethan was, like, obviously, like, his only concern was, like, getting everyone out. Like, leave us alone. Mm -hmm. So then he moves on. He gets a call from Andrea's ex-boyfriend. Like, they were together for a long time. Um, They split up because he went to prison for dealing methamphetamines. So he says, he he was like, Andrea and I were together for a long time. Like, I really cared about her. And he says that when he went to prison, she took over his business of what dealing. You? Oh, heavens to bets. Mm-hmm. And he says that he feels guilty because he feels like he was such a negative influence on her. Well, yeah, homeboy. And he said that he, she also, when she took over the business, got into doing hardcore drugs. Oh. So he said that, um, he said that Joe needed to go talk to a guy named Matt Ray. And so Joe was like, okay, that's not a name I've even heard yet. Matt Ray. Yeah. And he was like, that's one of Andrea's very best friends, was with her a few days before she died. Like, you need to go talk to Matt. All this time that we are just now hearing this name? Yeah. Who the, told her the name again? The ex-boyfriend. Okay. We're just now hearing this name? Mm-hmm. After, like, what, two years? Mm-hmm. Excuse my dog while she eats her tail. Yeah, but... so it's, at this point, it's been, like, two years, yeah. So they sit down with Matt. Matt came willingly and was like, yeah, I'll tell you, like, whatever you need to know. He was like, I'm a little bit nervous about it because there's like some scary people involved with this kind of thing. He was like, but I'll sit down and tell you whatever. So he confirms that she was very into drugs before she went missing. Like that's part of the downward spiral. Like she's just like, mm-hmm. he said they were at CVS like two days before disappearance to get like um, medicine. Cause you know, like when you're really into drugs and you have like, just like the big sores and stuff. Yeah. He said like, and it shows pictures. She's got like. It's, like, bad. What do you even put on that new sport? He says she put, uh, like, athlete's foot cream on it. Oh. That's what he said. I don't know. I don't sense. know drugs, so I, have, I don't know. I was like, I have no... I don't, I don't know. Athlete's foot cream on your... Whatever, I don't know. But he mm-hmm. said that that's what they were doing the last time he saw her was he took her to CVS and got, was trying to help her get some medicine for her face. That makes me so sad and almost... Ugh. He said that word on the street was, because he's kind of in that world, too. Word on the street? Is that she paid a drug dealer with some counterfeit money. Ooh. And the guy that she then owed money to drove a gold Impala. Remember the car that was stalking the family, the gold car? Oh, I see. Now I see. Okay. Um, He said that she also had several different Facebooks with different sets of friends. He was like, you, a lot of people thought they knew Andrea he was like she just was different to different people he was like she would have Mm. a Facebook with this set of friends and then she'd have a Facebook with this set of friends that's kind of weird because wouldn't it I would I would almost be afraid of that because it's like what if like you're I'm friends with you on one profile and then my other profile profile. and then you find my other one and then the other right yeah I mean you should be like well I was hacked or I couldn't remember the passwords I just you know, my mm-hmm. nana does that. My nana's got like four Facebooks. She's like, well, I just couldn't remember, so I just made a new one. Yeah. I'm like, no, we can reset your password. Oh, that's just too there hard. There are easier ways to I'll do this, I'll just make nana. a new one. I'm like, no, because, <laughs> no, nana. Nana, you have to rec. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> nana. Nana, who wants to be on the podcast? Oh, man. I love when she was asking us about it, and she's like, but when does it come out? When can I hear it? And I'm like, I'm like it's not a live event. Yeah. <laughs> she follows it now. If you're listening, nana. We, we love you. you. Okay, anyway, so they, so he's talking to Matt, and he just kind of confirms all this stuff. He's like, you know, like, 
she wasn't a bad person, but she really did get into some, some like, bad stuff there. And um, that, ha- that makes me sad that happens, like, good people get into bad stuff. Yeah. So, Joe goes back and looks at her storage unit because, you know, she's living with her mom, so a lot of her stuff is in storage. So, he's like, I want to go back through her storage unit again. I know it's been checked. And he finds a printer in there. So, he opens up the printer, and there's, like, $100 bills in there. You mean to tell me nobody found that? Apparently not. So, she had been printing $100. She had been printing <gasps> money. That's the counterfeit. Mm-hmm. She's printing money. And he said that, Joe said that, you know, part of his detective work, he's like studies money and he put them both under lights and he was like, it is, they are fake, this money that I found in her printer. Okay, but time out. Like, was it a special printer? Because I feel like if we were to go hook up our printer right now, like. It's not going to print real feeling. It would never even feel like you money. You know what I mean? Like, you might get away with that out of the Brookshires, but it's like, you know. Yeah. But even then, no, even not even our paper money from our printer would that, would that pass. Is no. this a special printer? Uh, it didn't look like it, but. Or special I paper? No, I have no idea where to then even. I would have no the, idea. That... What is that? Is that your? Ooh, okay. Well, that was a first. That was the fire alarms. Your smoke detectors, yeah. I guess. The fire alarms went off because this podcast is too hot to handle. So we're back though. Everybody's okay. We're Everybody, fine. Yeah, we're fine. Everything's good. Nobody was hurt in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Startled, yes. Startled, yes. Sorry for the screeching in your ears. We're not a. I'm not. I'm not like to the ability yet. Maybe once we get a few more people to hit that listener support button, mm-hmm. we can get some better editing software. But um, yeah, get someone to run the camera. Yeah, I need someone to like run the. <laughs> anyway, um, we're all fine. We're gonna finish. Um, so they open up that printer and there's counterfeit money. So that does. I mean, that does kind of back up the fact that she was probably doing some deals. I mean, she had no, she lost her job and she's trying to still support this drug habit that's probably expensive. Like, she might be in some trouble with some drug dealers. Okay. So Matt kind of goes on to say all this stuff. And then he comes back, he approaches producers of the documentary like three months later and he's like, I want to sit down for another interview. And they're like, okay. And he's mm-hmm. like, listen, he's like, I know that she was involved in that stuff. He's like, but I truly, truly, truly believe like you're looking down the wrong avenue if you're looking at the drug dealers really he was like you've got to go look at sarah and ethan well he's like yeah all they did was fight he was like andrea did like to get sarah like riled up he was like but they fist fought the night that she went missing or the night before she went missing he was like fist fought Mm. like she used to like tease sarah that she was sleeping with her fiance like he was like they just they knew how to get under each other's skin he was like and ethan has told me before that he knows how to make people disappear He's like, you need to go look there. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> okay. And the producer's like, hmm. Like, hmm. I mean, he's like, he's not a cop. He's just, you know. Well, I'm just saying, like, that's one of those things, like, hey, even if we, even if we're joking around, like, maybe don't say that. And he's already, like, witnesses that already said he had, like, a temper. People have already saying there was lots of fights going on in that house all summer. There's banging going on, and then they f- paint the room and flee town. To me, it's like, hello? Right. No, yeah. So, anyway, then it cuts to, like, 2021, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a little over two years. And the cops come up to Mike, the dad, and they're like, hey, we just want you to know, like, um, a new detective is put on your case, and they are solely only looking at Ethan as a suspect. And then the dad, how Papa Mike felt about so that. So then Mike starts changing his tune and it gets real weird on the interview because what? you see him telling the telling Joe like 
this is what the cops said they're going after Ethan whatever then like the next day they have a sit down interview with producers and he's like no they're not really seriously looking at him like it's like he's trying to protect his family even though he doesn't like them and Joe sits down with the producers and he's like he's like he completely changed his tune and I don't know if he's like circling the wagons like he's not gonna let this tear the rest of his family apart he's like but the police did show up and like ambush Sarah and Ethan and they're like hey we need another interview and they said that he answered a few short questions, mm-hmm. um, but they did find out that he wiped he and Sarah's phones that night, cleared their phones that night. What do you mean by clear? Like he wiped all the data off of it. Like there's stuff on there that the, they can't recover. Like he cleared it all off. Like completely reset their phones? Yeah. Both of them that night. Suspicious. There's so many suspicious elements that add up, but there's no concrete evidence. It's one of those things that is not what you know, it's what you can prove. Yeah. That's all comes down to. And that's kind of where it ends. Like the documentary ends and they're like, you know, if you have any information, it's, you know. Wow. That's And that's literally it. So I'm like, to me, there's two like strong possibilities in my head. She owed somebody money and they took her that night. Like maybe she called some, one of them for a ride and they were like, also you owe us money. Bye. Or Sarah and Ethan got into a big argument and they got rid of her. I mean, those are very, those are two really strong theories i mean, I mean those are the two is, obvious things those are, there's proof that she was heavily involved in that and mm-hmm. that she was making counterfeit money mm-hmm. making people mad yep and that there's all this evidence of suspicious behavior from her sister and brother loud banging in the middle of the night from the construction equipment and then them fleeing town that's i'm just like and her friends are just like i have a whole slew of family members that would pick me up and drag me back if i did something like that it's just not normal. She's banging on the door of their house, and then, you know, the first time they say they're asleep, the second time they say they didn't want to let her in. And I bet they didn't even do lie detector tests, which... And you know, she gets back at, like, one fifty, but then her phone doesn't completely shut off until 3.30. Where, where does her phone ping at the house? Mm-hmm. It pings there the whole time until it goes dead. So she made it home. Yeah, I mean, she was there for, unless she was she there for an the hour phone. and a half at least. Unless she, like, dropped the phone and somebody took her, but... But then why would it suddenly go missing and they never found it at 3.30? You know what I, you uh, know what I mean? Right, right, right. They never found her phone. Because they, they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then, they, and then he wiped his and Sarah's phone. I wonder why he would do that. Like, why wipe their phones? Was there, they, like, text between them prior, like, before that? Like, I just can't take her anymore? Well, you can... Even if you erase them from the phone, if it's sent, they can... You can get a record yeah, of messages. So what, yeah. So what all was on their phone? That why would he wipe their phones the night she goes missing? Like, what is there to hide? And why flee? Like, you are making yourself look guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's but, when it's like, if you're guilty, why not just stay here and make it look like you're not guilty? Like, why would you not just participate in the search and pretend like you're upset? Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to any lengths well, to make themselves look innocent. Obviously, if if they did it, you know, speculating like if they did it, then. He was confident enough to know that he got rid of everything properly. Maybe. I mean, like he said, he knows how to make people disappear. They did find a woman's body back in 2021. Um, and it kind of shows that uh, the dad getting the phone call, like saying, hey, we found a body. Like mm. they're asking questions. They're asking questions about dental records. And the dad is like, well, she had her wisdom teeth removed. And they're like, no, this woman has her wisdom teeth. So it's not her. Mm. But like that's the closest they've come to like maybe having anything is they have nothing. The dad's still chasing random leads, thinking she's out there somewhere. My guess is after four years, you're probably not alive. 
unless no it was, mom is just leaving their kids unless it was like a kidnapping trafficking situation unless she got trafficked which would be so random i mean you know not random it happens all the time but like she's got these people who look like they want to kill her she's got the drug people you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then she just randomly taken by a random stranger i mean you know if she if she was mad went off on foot somewhere and that's true somebody i mean i feel like unfortunately nowadays it's almost always a possibility if you mm-hmm. just leave home mm-hmm. you know and we will never know i don't think it's one of those things where it's like the chances after four years of them finding any information. Well, it's like what after the first forty, even just after the first forty-eight hours, you're if you have I no mean, information, none. I mean, those first forty-eight hours are critical, and after that, everything is really challenging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then like you look at cases, cases of like, um, what's it? Something smart. I forget her name. Where she was kidnapped. She comes back after like eighteen years or something like yeah. that. Or I mean, like she, Elizabeth she, Smart or something. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I guess as a parent, I would see something like that and like not lose hope, you know? I don't think you could ever, it's like, I know when the body, like he said, he was like, it's almost like you just want to know closure, closure, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, of course you don't want your child to be dead, but that's better than just not knowing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's gotta be. You're like, okay, at least, you know, they've passed. They, they're They're not not, any pain. They're not being tortured. They're not being trafficked. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah. Hmm. So this one case was very curious to me because I'm like, there's so much information, but there's zero right. evidence. It's like you've anything. got all these puzzle pieces, but you're missing like that one, you know? None of them even like fit together. It's like puzzle pieces from 10 different puzzles. <laughs> right. Like, here, solve this. <laughs> it's like, hey, mom, put this together. I've got an aerial puzzle. I've got a dinosaur puzzle. Yeah. And I want to make it all fit. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> this is not it. So yeah. Hmm. So very weird. Very weird that the mom's not involved at all. It's very weird. My gut instinct, like if I had to guess, Sarah mm-hmm. Nathan. I would agree. More than even the drug thing. I would agree. So yeah, that's my second summer scandal case. Yeah. That's a family scandal, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. No, what was the now I've gotta go back and watch this. You mm-hmm. said it was on the ID channel. Mm-hmm. It's called Finding Andrea. Finding Andrea. Mm-hmm. And I looked up like Erin. So Erin's her sister that is involved. Like she's the one who's searching. She's the one who sent her away. Mm-hmm. And it was like if I had said yes, you could stay, would mm-hmm. she still be here? Mm-hmm. Um, I looked up like her TikTok the other day, and like all of her videos are just like pictures of Andrea and stuff, and like oh. help us find her and just like do they still have like a website like tip page or anything that I we think can they link? do I think they do and um there's still lots of Facebook pages about finding her and yeah pretty sad I I, I tried to look into like what her kids and stuff are doing now but um they're so minors they're, really they're minors young, so yeah, yeah. so hmm. yeah well that's finding Andrea Canabel let's hope we find her yeah Anyways, <laughs> hope you'll have a great week. Tune back in next week for Casey to share her last summer scandal case. Yes, it'll be our last one. Yeah, we'll wrap up June that way. And then um, we'll go back to doing some a little bit more lighthearted things. Yeah, we need a break from We're this. We're going to um, have some guests on coming up. I'm very excited about our sweet little guests. Yes, and um, we got lots of fun things in store for y'all. All right. Y'all have a good week. Tune in Bye. next time.